0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online To learn more, visit eomega.org.
1: So, I recently got back from a family vacation to Maui in Hawaii, and it was my first time back in nine years. In fact, my first time returning since Dr. Wayne Dyer died in 2015. And I was so looking forward to sharing the island with my two beautiful kids and my husband. It's a part of the world that I have loved for a long time and it was only enriched by my experiences with Dr. Wayne Dyer there and also meeting Ram Dass, but I was in for a big surprise on this trip as, again, we planned it as a family vacation, but there was this incredible series of synchronicities that brought me to Ram Dass' door. And I wanted to come on and share some of that with you really as an example of, look at these amazing synchronicities that are happening in our lives and to remind you to look for those and expect them and enjoy them when they come. But it really is an incredible story that brought something to me that was so unexpected. So I recorded this live in the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community. When this airs on the podcast, I will only have been back for two weeks. So I am still a little bit on island time, definitely feeling that vibe, feeling all the love I soaked up at Ramdas's house. And I hope that you feel some of this today. You can get in touch with me at com and learn more about the podcast or send me a message. I'd love to know, did you know Ram Dass? And if you did, what kind of impact did he have on your life? Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone for joining us here um, for this conversation about Dr. Wayne Dyer and Ram Dass. These are probably the two most significant teachers in my life and on my spiritual path, and they've impacted me a lot. Um, I have a lot of love for, for both of them. And actually, Dr. Wayne Dyer led me to Ram Dass. That's how I discovered him. So... Uh this trip was a real surprise for me but the big takeaway was that I wanted to talk about Ramdas. I was so surprised when I met some of the people that are still at his home in Maui. They have it open as a sanctuary. They're preserving it which is wonderful because uh, Rom Das died in December of 2019. So it's been almost three years. But when I talked to some of them there, I was so surprised that a couple of the people that I met discovered Rom because of Wayne Dyer, just like me. And I was thinking so many things came together that led me to his door. And I've been thinking about Ramdas and Wayne Dyer a lot. I guess I always do. And I was like, I want to come home. And I want to talk to you guys about Ram Dass, because if you haven't discovered him and the teachings that he left for us, they're really profound and they've moved me a lot. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Rain, thank you for joining us. Laura, wonderful. Um, Yeah. So Melina says she loves both of them. I'm right there with you. Um, So today with me, you'll notice I usually have Wayne up here. I made this painting. On the fifth anniversary of his passing, so two years ago, and then last year I also made a painting of Ramdas, and they're usually in different places in this sacred space, my office. Um, but I brought them together today, which I thought was so fitting. So they're here with us. Who am I? Um, if you're new to the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community, my name is Nadia Dela Cruz. I started this group a couple of days after Wayne Dyer died in 2015. I was a longtime fan. I discovered him on PBS when I was a teenager, and I just started reading his books, and I never stopped. I'm still reading his works and listening to his lectures, and I learn something new every time. His wisdom has guided me in my life. He is one of the guiding lights that I still feel his presence. And maybe he had something to do with what happened on my vacation. Now, I thought this was just going to be a vacation to Maui. But we'll get into all of that. So um, I have a podcast called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And you can get all the details at NadiaDelacruz.com. If you check out the very first episode I did back in 2020, it tells you all about how I got to know Wayne Dyer, my favorite memory of him, which was swimming in the ocean at Black Rock in Maui in 2007. And um, I have a picture from that time. Um, if you can see that, there we go. It's me and Dr. Wayne Dyer at a weekend conference. It was the first conference he ever had in Hawaii. So he used to live in Florida. He moved to Hawaii, used to travel there every year. He loved it. He decided he was going to make it his home. He moved up on the, uh, the West coast of Hawaii and he, uh, was holding a conference. And I was like, Hawaii and Wayne Dyer, I have to be there. So I talk all about that. Uh, Thank you, Anthony. I talk all about that in the first episode, which is called The Beginning of Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Adiadelacruz.com. So I'm not going to go into all the details of that. um, But yeah, so when he died, I started this group because I was looking for other people who felt the way that I did, who were impacted by his teachings, who whose you know life had been improved <laughs> or altered or changed in a positive way by the shift in thinking that he offered to us and I was really grieving and it was a sort of grief that most most people didn't understand because they're like who is this person is he like a relative no no he's an author oh, okay yeah but he was like a spiritual lighthouse and um He taught so much more than psychology. I love that he got into spirituality. My first book that I read of his was You'll See It When You Believe It. And that was his first spiritual book. Before that was psychology. So, um, how do I explain Ram Dass? Mm, Okay, well, let me tell you another thing about our trip. Uh, So when I went in 2007, it was a Hay House event, and uh, I dug up some goodies, you guys. I found this. Um, This is my badge with the lanyard, the Hay House lanyard, from the event at the Westin in 2007, I went there by myself, uh, and it was just fantastic. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Dr. Wayne Dyer, like the energy was so high. I mean, I just, I walked away a changed person from that. I even have my boarding pass still in here. This has just been floating around. Um, so it was also the 20th anniversary of Hay House. So, you know, he connected with Louise Hay and and joined uh, the publishing company. All his books after that were published um, through Hay House. So I, this is a book that I got uh, at the conference. So the big surprise of that weekend, besides swimming in the ocean with him, which was amazing, was meeting Ram Dass. Now, I had heard Dr. Wayne Dyer talk about Ram Dass before because he put out a letter, I think it was in 2004, which was titled, Be Here For Him Now. And it was a call for financial support for Ram Dass. And I was like, I didn't really know who he was at the time. I'd probably heard of him or maybe heard about the book, um, Be Here Now, which you'll see here on my shelf. Um, But I was like, wow, like, it was, a, it was a glowing recommendation, but also a call for help. I'm going to read you a little excerpt from that. But what I want you to know about Wayne Dyer and Ram Dass is that Wayne Dyer learned a lot from Ram Dass. He modeled his speaking style partly from Ram Dass, from the way that he was just really personal and casual. He had a lot of, you know, humility and funny stories and... Um, it was maybe different from this sort of like talking down to the audience. I am the expert, you know. Wayne never really talked to us like that. He um, he made it personal, and Ramdas did that, and so Wayne picked up some of that from Ramdas. Also, the way that Ramdas would enter to give a talk, he would come in the same way everybody else came in. You know, he'd come in through the front door, walk through the audience, and go up on the stage. Now for anyone who's here tonight have you ever seen Wayne do that I certainly have and it's really surprised me for he's tall right he was like six three or I don't know he was tall And, and I was standing at the front looking at those books they have for sale at a at a talk in Vegas one time and in comes Wayne Dyer right behind I was like oh my gosh like he's right there in the audience well he learned that from Ram Dass so they ended up becoming friends but before that you know, Wayne looked up to him. He was kind of a mentor. Uh, I think Ramdos was about 10 years older than Wayne. Um, but Wayne passed first, didn't he? In 2015. And then four years later, uh, Ramdas. So I met Ramdas when I went to that conference. So I'd already known about him, partly because of this letter that Wayne wrote and he's in a wheelchair. He had a stroke in 1997, and he was paralyzed on one half of his body, and he had aphasia, which means that uh, there's a difficulty in converting the thoughts into words, communicating that through language, which is especially difficult for someone who was an incredible orator. He was this fabulous speaker, and he reached so many of us that way, but you know, (laughs) I think it proves it wasn't the words. It was the heart. It was the heart of Ram Dass that came through. So he speaks at this weekend event and they have to lift him. Like a couple of guys have to lift him in his wheelchair onto the stage. And, uh, you know, it's just like this old man in a wheelchair. They lift him up, put him on the stage, put him in front of a microphone. He blew me away. So there's these long pauses between what he's saying because of the aphasia. But oh my gosh. The stories he would tell, he was so funny and so heartwarming. And he's talking about um, him and Timothy Leary in Harvard and um, the experiments that they were doing with psychedelics and then his trips to India and just his perspective of that sort of East versus West. And and he brought so much of the wisdom from his guru, uh, Neem Karoli Baba, who he called Maharaji. Um, back here for us and and taught them to us in a way that impacted so many one of the biggest reasons why we even know about meditation or um, chanting or um, yoga all of these things like Ram Dass was one of the big figures that brought that to the United States in the 60s and he was formerly a Harvard professor so such an interesting life path I'm not going to give you the whole history of Ram Dass. Um, I certainly wouldn't be able to do it justice. But he just exuded love. And my story with Ram Dass is that after the talk, he was um, at the side of the, like the conference room. And there's this little group of people standing around him. Maybe six or ten people or something that were gathered around to get their chance to, I guess, say a few words to him or connect. And I felt like I didn't know him well enough to take up his time. Now I'm going to get teared up because there was this moment. I'm standing about, you know, maybe 10 feet away, maybe 15 feet away. And I'm looking and like, I'm obviously interested, but I just, I wanted to leave his space open for those who really knew him. (laughs) Hmm. probably didn't need to do that and he looked at me and we made eye contact and in that moment I knew he completely understood what I was thinking what I was feeling and it was all okay it was perfectly okay I didn't have to change it I didn't have to force it I didn't need to feel bad about anything he saw me and he loved me and that was enough And when I learned more about him and I started reading his books and listening to his lectures, and he talks about the unconditional love that he felt from his guru, that's what I felt from him. You know, he was transmitting that in just the briefest moment. And then before he died in 2019, I saw him in a dream. Um, It was maybe five days before he died. And it was so surreal Um, I saw him standing in the middle of a tropical courtyard, and he looked phenomenal. Now standing, right? He'd been in a wheelchair for 20 years, 25 years, standing, and he looked amazing. And I look at him, and I go up to him, and I'm like, "Ramdas, you look amazing. And he looks at me, and he's like, yeah, like, this isn't a surprise, like... (laughs) This is just how it is, you know and I look at him closer and his skin was like glowing it was like sparkling and uh, I gave him a big hug and it just felt so good and I woke up and I went oh, did Ramdas just die? He didn't. but five days later he did. Now I cannot explain to you how I connected to him in that way. <laughs> I didn't get a dream visit from Wayne. Well, not then. I've seen Wayne in dreams many times since then. But, you know, I'm the big Wayne Dyer fan, right? But Ram Dass is really so in my heart in a way that sort of transcends words. And um, so I don't know why I saw him in that dream. But somehow I felt like his soul connected with mine. And it was sort of a an acknowledgement that the transition was coming. But just like Wayne, he left so much here for us. Uh, Ken says his love was unconditional. Yeah. Yeah. And Maharaji modeled that for him. And he said it was the only person he'd met who just loved him unconditionally, who looked at him and saw him and somehow knew everything and loved him. Okay. I want to talk to you about my trip. (laughs) So we planned a family vacation. So a little background on me in Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii a few times. I already loved Maui before I saw Wayne there. Um, uh, Road to Hana, amazing, right? And just, I've thought about moving to Maui before and, uh, um it hasn't been meant to be which is fine I love my life but I got married in Hawaii on the big island in 2013 and as part of our honeymoon we also went to Maui well we have two kids now we've always wanted to come back with the kids but then you know travel restrictions with the pandemic and everything we didn't know when it was going to happen well this year we decided we could make it happen. So we we plan this family trip. We decide to go to Maui because that's our favorite island. And um, we're looking at places to stay. And uh, so this really was just a family trip. We're looking at um, like houses to rent. And we see this one and it stands out. It's actually one I'd looked at years ago when I was researching for traveling. And we looked at everything else. And nothing else came close. For some reason, both my husband and I could only pick one. There was just this one place we really wanted to stay. There wasn't like a second choice or a third choice. Normally there would be, like these all look great. And it's Hawaii. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong, right? But we just decided, you know what? We just can't find anything that compares to this one house. So we're gonna go when this is available. Well, it wasn't available until November. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll plan a trip then. We can make that work. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of dates open up. And uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of dates open up and then they start getting booked. And I was like, okay, well, there's like this one week left. Let's go on this one. Yeah, okay, we can make that work. So we we book the house. We book the flights. We do all the things. We get ready to go. And uh, I kept thinking there was something about the date that we were leaving, but it didn't occur to me what it was until we were packing. So I hadn't been back to Hawaii since Wayne died. And this was going to be my first trip back. Well, we booked the date of our flight unintentionally on the anniversary of Wayne Dyer's death. How did I not even realize that that's what was happening? And we didn't choose it that way. It's because that's when this house was available. So now here we are, me and my husband and our two kids, and we're on a plane. It's the anniversary of Wayne Dyer's passing, which is really significant to me. I remember two years ago, I sat down and made this painting that day. And so I'm really thinking about Wayne. And um, yeah, I just felt like we were going to meet somebody, which was really funny because I thought, well, it could be, you know, maybe someone from Wayne's family. I know they do uh, travel in Hawaii. I think his, his son, Sans, still lives there. Um, but that's not quite how it worked out. <laughs> so stick with me. We get to our rental house. And uh, so the, the couple lives on the property. And this is like a cottage that they rent out. And he greets us, and he leads us through, and he's like, oh, it's usually my wife who does all of this, so, you know, pardon me if I forget something, but, you know, here's this over here, and if you need anything, let us know. Um, His wife was out of town for the week. Normally she's the one who deals with all the guests, right? And then we get settled in, and the next day I decide to set up sacred space. So I had brought uh, this picture with me, which you guys have probably seen me share before, Dr. Wayne Dyer and Ram Dass, um, this one I've just been really gravitating to for especially I would say the last year or two. Um, and I use it in my sacred space for meditation, light a candle, all of that. And I decided to bring it so that I could set up sacred space where we were going. And it just felt right because you know Wayne and and Rondas both lived in Hawaii. And so the second day we're there, I set this up. My family's gone to bed. And I'm just sort of, you know, meditating, connecting, and it felt really good. And I go to go to sleep, and all of a sudden it occurs to me wait, was it Ramdas's house near here? So I start doing some digging, and it was like five minutes away from where we were staying. It was like five minutes away. I couldn't believe it. So in the morning, I tell my husband, and he's like, oh, well, you know, you should ask Carl, the owner of the house, um, if he knows about about And we're like, oh, yeah, didn't he say it was like an old hippie or something? He probably at least knows who Ramdas is. So the next day, we have this issue that pops up where the water goes out for the whole town, which is really weird. So he comes over to talk to us, opportunity to speak. And I'm like, oh, um... Yeah, I think Ramdas's house is nearby. Uh, do you know who Ramdas is? And he goes, Yeah. He says, I was friends with Ramdas. You were? Yeah, for 50 years. For 50 years? Oh, yeah, we went to India together. <laughs> I was so shocked. Our first trip back to Hawaii, and I land on the doorstep of Ram Dass's friend of 50 years who went to India with him and I said well I'd love to talk to you more about that he's like yeah yeah I'm working right now but we can talk later and we did and we really connected and I just felt such a connection with him and he told me stories of his trip to India and uh you know I asked him about is it possible to go to Ram Dass's house because I know that they've they've kept it open as a sanctuary but the website says it's still close to the public And he says, well, I think they do something on Sunday. Let me call um, Dasi. Uh, Dasi Ma is the, she was the primary caretaker for Ram Das for 15 years. And she still lives on the property. And uh, he's like, let me call her and see. And so they extend an invitation for me and my family to come join for um, Sunday uh, kirtan uh, chanting. It's like sacred service and i'm like yes absolutely so we we drive there it's so close we drive there and i'm just like i feel like i'm in a dream and i can't even believe that this is that this is really happening i never thought i'd get that close to rom Dass' house and so we drive up um, ken says no random prearranged by spirit yeah it's just um i mean it just still blows my mind so so we drive to his house on Sunday and, um, you know, there was probably like 20, 20 or 30 people that were there and we're all sitting on the, on the front lawn next to this temple, this Hanuman temple that they had recently erected. And we do, they have chanting for you know like a couple of hours and, Oh my kids loved it. They were chanting. I would hear them chanting for like the rest of the trip and they still do. It's so cute. And um and we got to go in the house. So I didn't know you know they were going to offer a tour and um I got to go in the house. And I was so moved that they preserved so many things the way that Ramdas left them. Um his puja table, you know, he had so many artifacts and pictures and photos of Maharaji and you know just you could just feel the energy was still so strong there they left his study which was where I guess he spent the most time basically untouched and they had photos of him that they'd added kind of everywhere and it just was such a beautiful home such a beautiful energy and thinking about him looking out at that view um, you could look out at the ocean from where he was on the north shore. And I was just soaking it all in. Um, I took a few pictures, I might share something later, and they had this little shop out front for people who visit that um, they had you know little figures and photos and things that you can bring home. So I brought back this uh, Hanuman statue to add to my sacred space. Thank you, Ramdas. Um, and I was just so excited to like, kind of have something to bring back to, to stay connected to all of that, I guess. And then I had an opportunity to come back for a meditation later in the week. And before we left, I brought a print of my, uh, Ramdas painting, a bigger one than, than this, um, a 12 by 12 brought, um, a print of this that I wanted to give them as a gift uh, for the home. And oh, uh, I got to um, speak with Dasima and Pavandas Das and some of the other people who were caretakers for Ram Das And they just, they exude his love and warmth. And I'm so thankful for everything that they did to take care of him for the 15 years that he was in that house and um, through the end of his life and I hear that there were some quite a few near misses particularly in that last year but one of the stories that I heard was about uh, Wayne Dyer used to come for dinners at the home and you know they really were friends and they loved each other and if you go on YouTube there's there's a video series that I watched recently of um Wayne and Ramdas talking, and it was shortly after he wrote this this letter asking for support for him. And it's really interesting, but there's obviously other things out there too. Um, and then I guess the time that there was one of the times that Ramdas went into the hospital, and Wayne was one of the first to come visit him, but this time he didn't, because that day was the day that Wayne Dyer died. Uh, it's poignant. Maybe he did visit him (laughs) a little different way. Okay, so I want to get into a little bit more about um, Wayne Dyer and Ram Dass and recap a little bit. But he wrote this letter, I think it was 2004, be here for him now. He says, One of the truly great men of our time needs our help. I write these words to... I write these words to encourage your generosity and support. Back in the 1960s, a Harvard professor named Richard Alpert left behind the hectic world of academia and traveled to India. There he was to meet his spiritual teacher who gave him a new purpose to fulfill, along with a new name. He is, of course, Ram Dass. His guru told him to love everyone, feed people, and see God everywhere. Ram Dass became a person who lived out his mandate. He did what so many of us could only dream— He connected to his spirit and devoted his life to serving others. In 1969, he wrote and published the signature book on spirituality and applied higher awareness, Be Here Now. That's this one. In keeping with his commitment to love everyone and feed people, he donated all of the royalties and profits to foundations and did just that. With millions of dollars at stake, Ramdas simply chose to live his life as a man of service to God. After years spent in India in pursuit of a higher, more enlightened consciousness for himself and for our troubled world, he returned to the United States to lecture throughout the country. He spoke to packed venues wherever he went, and as always, he donated the proceeds to such causes as would keep him in harmony with his mandate to serve. He co-founded the Seva Foundation, and his writing and lecture fees were primary sources for this compassionate and inspired work. To me, Ramdas was and is the finest speaker I have ever heard, period. He was my role model on stage, always gentle and kind, always speaking without notes from his heart, sharing his inspiring stories and always with great humor. I tell you this from my own heart. I could listen to his lectures for hours and always felt saddened when they would end. It's the words of Dr. Wayne Dyer. He says Ramdas's body can no longer endure the rigors of travel. He has come to Maui where I live and write. I speak with him frequently and I am often humbled by the tears in his beautiful 73-year-old eyes as he apologizes for not having prepared for his own elderly health care. For what he now perceives as burdensome to others. He still intends to write and teach, however, without the travel, we can now come to him. Maui is healing. Maui is where Ramdas wishes to stay for now. If there has ever been a great spirit who lived in our lifetime, literally devoting his life to the highest principles of spirit, it has been Ramdas. I love this man, he has been my inspiration and the inspiration for millions of us. It is now time to show him how we feel by doing what he has taught us, taught all of us to do. Just be here for him now. And there was a, a fund set up, Ramdas Charitable Fund through Hay House. And there was such an outpouring from that letter. He must have received enough to purchase that home and support the remaining years of his life. You know, Wayne had a big hand in enabling Ramdas to live there. And what a blessing that they were able to connect in that way and be in each other's lives. And for us to have them in our lives in any small way, even if you never met them, like it's almost irrelevant whether you met them or not. But did they touch your heart? Did their messages reach you? If you're new to Ram Dass, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, this is a great um, classic now <laughs> book, Be Here Now, on spirituality from the was 60, early 70s, I think it was printed. Um, there's several others. Um, this is a great book, Polishing the Mirror. Uh, he has Journey of Awakening. He also wrote Still Here... After the stroke. Um, and just recently, I think it was last year, this book came out being Ramdas. And this is a really cool book that details his own life experience, the stories of his life. And in the center, I guess it's not just the center. There's a whole bunch of pages of so many pictures of him throughout his life, um, which is really neat. To to have that. And this was the instruction he was given from his guru. Love everyone, serve everyone, remember God, tell the truth. I don't think Ram Dass can be explained in words. Um, but anyone who's ever encountered him remembers his love. And even the other people who went to India with him, I think that's one of the things that they say stood out about Ram Dass, Was just this, he had this sort of joyful exuberance. And he just radiated love. And he was such a great speaker. It enabled him to reach so many. Yeah. So Ramdas's home... There's a website for it. It says a sanctuary now, and it's called Hanuman Maui. If you go to hanumanmaui.org, you can see all the details about them there. I do think they're going to be opening up soon. So if you happen to be on Maui, my suggestion would be to um, fill out the contact form and see if there's an opportunity to come, because there just might be, and you won't know if you don't ask. But I... I didn't plan to go there, and this wasn't all we did on the trip, of course. Um, (laughs) We did a lot of traveling and exploring and enjoying the food and taking the hikes and going to the beach like every day, and it was just beautiful. Uh, It felt so good to be back there. There is definitely something magical about Hawaii. I, You know, I thought Hawaii was a lot of hype. Uh, it just seemed, I don't know, really touristy and like, eh, yeah, Hawaii, what's the big deal? When I went there, it just, it felt deep and sacred and there's a connection to the land somehow. And it feels, it just feels sacred. And I still feel that. And I wondered how Hawaii would feel coming back after all these years. And I have this association with Wayne Dyer from when I saw him there and I have this association with with Ram Dass. and then I actually spent time on um you know both parts of the island where where each of them lived um not because of that but just be that's just how it worked out but it was just a family vacation that turned into something more and even my kids got to get involved and I have this really cute picture of my daughter. She's six, and she's sitting in front of one of his um, Maharaji sculptures, which is almost as big as she is. And it's just, I don't know, it just sort of felt like everything coming together. And my kids are getting to an age where I think we can talk to them more about some of these things. And But, you know, it just seems normal to them. Their weird mom is just normal to them. That's really cute. So it was a dream vacation. We were there for about two weeks, and uh, had no idea I would I would be going to the house. And I I ended up there three times in a week, um, for the Sunday service and for the meditation. And then um, on our last day, I dropped off the the painting and and, and got to speak with uh, speak with Dossie, and uh, it was just lovely and kind of surreal and then on the plane on the way home I had downloaded have you guys seen the Netflix video there's several documentaries about Ram Dass but this one is called Ram Dass Going Home I think it's a 30 minute thing and I had seen it years ago uh, I believe he was still alive at the time yeah and um so I didn't remember all the details of it but watching it now it was him in this house And it looked the same, you know, they, they kept things the same and seeing him in there and talking about Maui and what Maui meant to him. And he was saying that in his, in his yard out front, that he feels his guru there. And it was like one step away from India. And, you know, he has these, um, you know, these sculptures out there and and photographs. And, um, now there's a temple, of course, and, it showed him they used to take weekly trips for him to go in the ocean they, they built this sort of like buggy that could go onto the sand like a special wheelchair and get him into the water with some floaties and stuff because he loved being in the water and just you know getting to see that after just having been there hours earlier um, it just it held new meaning for me and I highly recommend it's just a short film Ram Dass going home on Netflix, if you haven't seen it yet. Now, does anybody have any questions or comments or stories about Ram Dass? Are you new to him? Did you know about him before? Uh, Have you been following him forever? Uh, I feel like I was a little late to the game, you know, but um, Wayne kind of was too, right? Because he didn't get into spirituality until the mm, mid, late 80s probably. Um, you'll see it when you believe it, I think came out in 91, but he'd been working on it before that. So, um, yeah, but so much overlap, the psychology and spirituality sort of combination and, and these two being friends and, and being on Hawaii and it was just lovely. So thank you for joining me for tuning in today to, you know, just continue the conversation a little bit about these two mentors and the relationship that they had and the impact that they have had on so many. And I, I can't tell you what led me to Ram Dass's door. The fact that this was the only home that we wanted to stay, we had no idea it was owned by a close friend of Ram Dass, or that we would even have an opportunity to talk to him about that and find that out or to get invited to to go to the the house and that my kids would get to be a part of it and um, it was also my first time back at um, Kaanapali and going to the beach which was right next to where the conference was held which is right next to where um, right next to where Wayne Dyer's condo was as well. It was so bittersweet. Like it just felt amazing to be there. Like I just I felt just so happy and so comfortable and so much love for that space and such a beautiful part of the world and to get to share it with my now two kids and my husband and it was so beautiful. And then I and then I realized how close we were to that conference room, where were this memorable weekend had taken place and that (sighs) he's not there so this is what happened to me (laughs) the end of a beautiful dinner I shed a few tears um and then we went and we walked on the beach up by Black Rock and I shared one of those pictures in the group. You may have seen that, but it just, it just felt good. It felt healing. It felt like closure. It felt like I didn't know how Maui would feel with Wayne Dyer gone. And I wasn't sure how Maui would feel with, um, with Ram Dass gone either. Just all the years that have passed, uh, but it was still, it was still magical and, you know, I didn't plan this, and I'm just completely in awe at the synchronicities that came together for me to get to go there, and for me to get to spend time with one of Ram Dass's friends, Carl, and it was just beautiful, and we met so many lovely people on our trip, and um just came back different. And how many times have I talked about that trip to Maui in 2007 that was life-changing? And I guess in a way, I didn't think anything would ever be like that again. And, um, this was, (laughs) I mean, this was like, it was that and more because I was there with, with my family. Yeah. If you haven't been to Maui, it's beautiful. Um, but of course you don't have to go there to connect with Wayne and Romdos. Um, yeah. So these are my paintings. Um, some of you have seen the mug that I made, um, that's got, um, Wayne Dyer on one side and Romdos on the other. I have had a few inquiries, um, <laughs> about selling some of these. So if I, if I get enough requests, I'll see if I can figure out. How to get some some printed and ship them out? Um, yeah, I think I use this one every day. And I need to make some new paintings. I need to get painting. Yeah. Mm, let's see. I've got a few comments here. Um, Nushi said, "Why was Ramdas in the wheelchair?" So he had a stroke in 1997. And at first, he couldn't speak at all. And he was paralyzed in one half of his body, uh, the right side. Was it the right side? or The left side? I can't remember now. He was paralyzed on one side of his body for the rest of his life. Um, so that's why he was in the wheelchair. And then he had aphasia, which made it difficult to put thoughts into words, you know, so his mind w- was still clear. But communicating was really difficult. And I got to tell you, if I was in his shoes, I don't know, I don't know how I would do with that. Like, he was such an amazing speaker, and not being able to communicate in the way that he used to must have been incredibly frustrating. Like, maybe even more than, you know, losing the function of of limbs. Um, Elsa says, I believe their spirits and energies are a part of Maui. Yeah. And who else, right? I mean, the history of the islands is fascinating and a little bit heartbreaking, like so many aboriginal stories. But um, but yeah, I just think, I think the energy of our ancestors do stay in the land and the things that happen here and the way that we feel. And I think the way that everybody's feeling right now on the planet, that energy cycles around the globe you know we're all connected and and the the earth is energy too so we all impact one another um I don't know if that's exactly what I was feeling but it adds depth to my love for the place and somebody was moving the pieces around for me to show up at Ram Dass house it's funny too because when I figured out that we were so close to where his house was, I thought, oh, wow, it'd be really neat to go. But it's okay. Just knowing that it's there is great. And then I watched a video of the two of them speaking. And this feeling washed over me that I needed to go there. And so that's when I, um, I contacted them through the website, uh, before I had an arrangement with, um, with Carl, to get to go. um, Which is part of why I went there twice. Yeah, it was amazing. So I hope that this was interesting. I hope that, This is an example of synchronicities that are happening to all of us all the time. It's just, do we notice them? Do we acknowledge them? The, I mean, these were big and hard to miss and so many in a row that had to line up for things to happen the way that they happened. Even the timing of the trip and leaving on the anniversary of Wayne Dyer's death, you know, and there's that sort of sense of closure because I hadn't been back since. And then and then meeting Ram Dass's friend and like getting to go to the house and then, having an opportunity it sort of came up at the last minute um to offer them a, a print of of the painting it, at the moment I'd almost forgotten that I made a painting of him I, I have it in my office obviously but I don't know I was just I was sort of like deer in the headlights I couldn't believe that like I was meeting somebody that knew him so well and everything and you know did Rom bring me there did Wayne do it you know is it something bigger I don't know but I don't need to have those answers. I I just tell you, it wasn't me. I mean, maybe higher self me, right? Because I was meditating with this picture. So, you know, try meditating with the picture. I don't know. Or any picture that like means something to you. And who knows what's gonna, what's gonna come from that. I do think the more in alignment that we are, the more that we see these, um, these synchronicities um yeah Ken saying we spoke on the phone today so I told you Dr. Ken Harris he wrote a book called Synchronicity it's probably in it's probably in the other room I don't have it to show you um great book he has stories in there both of meeting Wayne Dyer and Ram Dass. Um, um he did uh, an attunement on Wayne and um yeah you'll find that in in the, one of the first podcast episodes that we did, it's like three or four. Um, yeah. And, and I was asking him about, I was asking Ken about his, um, his trip to when he got to see Ram Dass. They had a one-on-one meeting that just sort of came together, which was amazing. And now knowing like what that space looked like, um, it just adds depth just adds depth to everything and um yeah but I was thinking about that a lot Ken while I was on this trip I thought about calling you while I was there too because I knew you would have been all into that And you would totally understand. So yeah, look for the synchronicities in your life because they're happening all the time. Like that's the reason why Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote I Can See Clearly Now. It wasn't just to be a biography or to tell us stories from his life. It was an example that, you know, things are connected. That there's this um, forward pull and one thing connects to another. And that all of us have that in our lives. My father experienced that very strongly, you know i can tell you some stories that are just amazing that brought him to things that were important in his life it's happened in my life so i know it's happening in your life but do you see it and do you acknowledge it and give thanks for that and when we when we take the time to connect and feel gratitude and think about what we want when you focus on what you do want that's what expands maybe that's what happened here i'm just so thankful I'm so thankful that I got to take this trip and I got to bring my kids to Maui and I am still in shock that I got to meet Ramdas's friend and some of his longtime caretakers and um, sit in his space. It was just lovely. Yeah, anybody else have anything that they want to share or ask? Uh, Let me see if I missed something in the comments here. Ken says he was pure-hearted. Yeah, he was. Thank you, Elsa. Okay. Well, um, this will probably be going up on the podcast, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, all um, The replay will be here on the group and also on my um, YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's just easier... I put the the HD version of this video on YouTube. So um, if you need to catch a replay, that's a good place to do it. I will see you all again soon. There's going to be more episodes coming on the podcast. I have some great conversations recorded with some incredible guests that have joined me. Um, they're a long time coming. So thank you everyone for your patience as I took some time off with my family this summer. And I'm excited to get back on the podcast. If you have something that you'd like to see or a story that you'd like to share, you can message me through Facebook or contact me on the website. Um, Thanks again. Love to you all. Look for those synchronicities and uh, aren't we blessed. Have a good night.
0: Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.